Well, the Detroit Sound Conservancy celebrates seven years of saving the city's musical legacy at the Detroit Historical Museum with the opening of a new exhibit showcasing the nonprofit's work. Detroit Soul Ambassador Melvin Davis and the Reverend Robert Jones will perform at the exhibit's opening this Friday night. And I met up with the Conservancy's Carlton Goals at the museum for a preview of some of the incredible musical artifacts that the group is saving. I'm just so happy that Detroit Historical Society invited us to tell our story. Detroit Sound Conservancy has existed since 2012, and we've got a lot of story to tell. And uh, we've got this wonderful exhibit, and I'd love to take you around. Which people should know is not a history of Detroit music per se. There are some really, really wonderful artifacts here, but this is about what the Detroit Sound Conservancy has been doing, the, the incredible work that you guys have been doing for uh, the last few years in saving these pieces of Detroit music history that would have been lost. Yeah, and absolutely, and also foregrounding the process that it takes work to preserve, it takes activism, and uh, this gallery exhibit is really meant to uh, manifest and show that kind of activism. Uh, Lavelle Williams was a co-founder of the organization. He was my dear friend for almost 20 years. He was a manager at Record Time, and so many, many, many people bought records from him and got recommendations from him, and he was a kind soul. And uh, this exhibit, he passed away last fall, uh, way too soon, and we've dedicated the exhibit to him. As we move through the gallery to the Bluebird stage, uh, this was a huge project for you guys. Um, finding it, saving it, dismantling it, and then re-putting it together here at the museum. It's really the lead. You can see it from the door when you right when you walk in the door. It is our, our big flag, and it, what it's here for to this time is to show that we're planning on purchasing. We have a purchase agreement that we are working on with the city to purchase the actual building itself with support from the Kresge Foundation, and that's going to be our future home. So um, the stage here is to remind people that we want to reactivate that space as a as a live music venue and an archive space for our work. The stage is so small. It's so much smaller than I expected it to be for the, for the, the, the legends that have performed on this. Yeah, it's very um, unique. You know, it was meant for like a quartet, a quintet. You know, you can put a p- you, you They did have a piano on it at one point. During our upcoming uh, opening reception on February the 8th, Friday, February the 8th, we'll have um, four or five musicians on it at one time. But yeah, it's, it's very vernacular in the sense that they just, they created it for that spot. They designed it for the Bluebird. The Bluebird was only like barely 3,000 square feet. Let's remind people why the Bluebird is important. Yes, absolutely. The Bluebird was a mid-century, uh, that's really its glory years of the 50s and 60s, uh, the birth of, of Bop in Detroit. Many musicians earned their, uh, earned their bones, <laughs> you know, on, made their bones on this stage and uh, learned how to be musicians, young people. Um, and then, of course, national acts, Sonny Stitt, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, all those people came through and played on it as well. The original club started in the 1930s. It's just an incredible history compared to somebody like someplace like Minton's in New York City, really cutting edge uh, spot for Detroit. And one of the great things that's going to be happening on uh, Friday, February 8th for the opening of this Detroit Sound Conservancy exhibit is Melvin Davis himself will be performing a set here along with the Reverend Robert Jones. Absolutely. We just uh, confirmed it with both of them. Uh, 
you know, Detroit's soul ambassador, Melvin Davis, he's become sort of a spiritual guy for me. I sort of call him from time to time when I'm sort of down about the world, and he sort of gets me back up and pumped. And so we wanted to make sure, you know, there was an opportunity, and he's so excited just to come in and sort of be our MC for the night, play a couple songs, and have fun. Uh, let's go see heaven. <laughs> And uh, so just over here, we've got pieces of what uh, one of our community partners, Audio Rescue Team, calls electronic archaeology. These are two of the big bass bins and two of the high tweeter horns from Club Heaven. Um, And uh, they don't work right now. They look really awesome, if I don't say so ourselves. Um, But the goal is we had a really successful Kickstarter uh, last summer uh, to raise upwards of 15 grand to to bring back the system in a phase one, uh, you know, uh, party later this summer, hopefully for hotter than July with our other partners, LGBT Detroit. And um, it's just a really special part of sort of the 80s and 90s dance music scene before it sort of went global. Yeah, you can't really overestimate over over talk about the importance of Club Heaven to Detroit's LGBT community and to electronic music. No, absolutely. It's all together. It's all connected. That's one of the arguments Detroit Sound Conservancy has tried to make for a number of years here is that, you know, the town is too small where all of these scenes are connected. Um, Musicians uh, came to United and played and, and, and DJs were brought in as consultants and then they played the records in the studios and were out in the clubs and uh, all these scenes are, are intimately connected. That's Carlton Goals of the Detroit Sound Conservancy. The group will celebrate seven years of saving the city's musical legacy this Friday night at the Detroit Historical Museum. Special performances will be included by Reverend Robert Jones and Melvin Davis. And while we're talking about the city's musical past, let's go way back to a track released more than 50 years ago by Melvin Davis. Recorded in 1963, I Won't Be Your Fool here on 101.9 WDET's Culture Shift. (laughs) 